What is up, Arizona? Welcome to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, high school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball, and as coaches in the Valley, we understand that these guys don't get enough love or recognition. We talk about scores, coaches, teams, and players all at Arizona Small Ball. It is Wednesday, June 16th. 2021 Reyes is here with me as always and we're going to talk about how some Arizona small ball teams did in the GCU team camp and in the league put on over at Camp Verde High School teams that were able to cover at these places were I mean obviously Camp Verde Push Ridge Arizona Lutheran Academy Odyssey Institute and Northland Prep Academy a lot of really fun teams to talk about we want to give a quick reminder to you I just realized this that we're halfway through the summer man that's exciting isn't that crazy yeah I know a lot of really good games going on before we jump in and start talking about games i wanted to give a quick reminder to you guys if you listen to us regularly you're down with what we're doing you're rolling with us make sure to subscribe or follow us there's been some changes on apple Podcasts, but uh, make sure you follow us subscribe so you don't miss any episodes that kind of stuff helps us out so much and we really appreciate it we're going to start by talking about the gcu team camp coming up but before we do check this out Reyes, you were over at the GCU team camp this past Friday and Saturday. For all our listeners that were not there, Reyes, let them know how cool this camp was. Yeah, I mean, you know, GCU, which stands for Grand Canyon University, their basketball team, their program. <laughs> like nobody knows what that stands for. Hey, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of GCUs out there, you know, like a lot of ACUs, you know, Abilene Christian University. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think. <laughs> Jeff, how about that? So, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Uh, GCU was able to put on a great team camp, you know, and stuff like that. The staff was really nice, helpful. Uh, we were able to see a lot of great basketball. They play, the games that were played were in the CAC, which is called the Canyon Athletic Center, which is a big 10-core facility, you know, ton of basketball is being played, so it was awesome. It was great. The CAC. Um, the CAC. Canyon Athletic Center. I feel like they could come up with a better name than that. No, it's kind of cool. The don't CAC? Know. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, the second time. Anyways, um, like <laughs> I, said, I, yeah, I, was, I was able to see a lot of teams. You know, I was able to see Page, Odyssey Institute, uh, Cam Verde, Push Ridge, ALA. Uh, I was able to see NFL Yet, Joseph City, Miami. A, a couple of the teams I was able to see were actually some of our way too early preseason top 10 teams. Mm. So that was actually really exciting to see. Before we get into talking about teams – we got to talk about something that we know all you coaches love and players you miss out on. How good was that hospitality room? It was pretty good, coach. They had all sorts of things, you know. The main thing, though, it was sandwiches. That was the main thing. That so was the best. G- I heard that they had wings. They did have wings. They did. You're going to take so a like, sandwich over wings in the hospitality room? I don't, I don't really like wings and stuff like that. I just got water. Oh you know, a banana and stuff like that. They also did have, like, they were selling hot dogs Friday and stuff like that and sausages. And then the next day, they were selling little mini tacos, you know, uh, carne asada, uh, chicken. It was some good stuff. I actually had some tacos. So it was great. That was, The food was good. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I, man, hospitality rooms are so underrated. Coaches, you know what I'm talking about. There's a reason why all of us raid the hospitality room in between games because it really is legit. I used to coach over in Tennessee, and one of the things that they always had in hospitality rooms was barbecue nachos. And if you don't know that, you know what that is from the South. It's actually exactly what it sounds like. It's just nachos with barbecue over it, but it's just amazing. I love it. 
So I was kind of bummed out to miss out on that hospitality room, man. I know you ate some good food for me, though. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I ate two plates just for me and you. One of my favorite things about team camps like this is the crossover between conferences, right? There's 2A teams playing against 3A, 3A playing against the 4A, 3A even playing against 5A, 6A. Summer is the perfect opportunity to really test your squad and play against some really great competition that you didn't normally get to see. Reyes, thinking back to your time in summer basketball when you were in high school, what was the biggest team that you guys played against in the summer? Uh, I think the biggest teams that we would play against is usually running a 3A or a 4A team and stuff like that. You know, you play like against okay. like me and like a couple of other 3A teams, like uh, a couple of the red schools and stuff like that. So we didn't really get to see a lot of the, like the 5A and 6A teams that we that were able to coach now in the summers and see. Sure. Uh, like we, we've seen like teams like Arcadia and all sorts of like Washington and stuff like that, right. like Sandra Day O'Connor. Like we've just seen a bunch of big, bigger schools that our team have been competing against. You know what I'm saying? So it's great. It's awesome. It's always fun when you get to play against bigger schools that you just don't normally see in the regular season. And, you know, it's just it's not going to happen, especially for PowerPoints. You know, you don't really want to schedule a massive team like that. One of the coolest matchups at the GCU team camp was actually Arizona Lutheran Academy and Pushridge. Um, ALA is in the 2A. We had them ranked. And this is not ALA Ironwood. This is Arizona Lutheran Academy. They're in the 2A. And we actually had them ranked really high in the way too early preseason top 10. Push Ridge Christian Academy, we had ranked in the top 10 as well for the 3A. So we're really excited about this matchup. This was a really cool game and a great matchup. Who would you say, just thinking about these two teams, who would you say has the more athletic squad, Push Ridge or ALA? Uh, Push Ridge. Like, you answered that pretty easily. You feel like that's pretty, like, they take that pretty easily? Yeah, I do. So, I believe that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and they're both pretty athletic. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think Pushridge probably has the more athletic guards. Shout-outs to Coach Meyer over at Arizona Lutheran Academy. He sent us some great, great game breakdown analysis. Uh, he said this about Pushridge, kind of exactly like what we just mentioned. They are really athletic. They have a couple kids who attack the rim well, and I thought this was very accurate about Pushridge. They play with a lot of swagger. And I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that. I've definitely noticed that. I think that comes from Coach Miko a little bit, but he's got his kids really, really playing with some confidence. They're really quick, athletic, hyper quickness, really strong guards. Arizona Lutheran Academy was down by 10 at the half and never really had the lead. A couple big players to highlight for Arizona Lutheran Academy, Tanner Plitzuai. We've mentioned him a couple times on the show, especially recently. He's doing his thing, man. Last year, as a junior, he was averaging 16 points per game, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals on 43% shooting from distance, right? This kid is a stud. He's six, four. He's super long. He's just gotten better every single year. He's a player to watch. Cause I think his game would really translate over to the college level, especially if you can get a little bit stronger, he's hitting threes, getting to the rim push Ridge started to face guard uh tanner because he was doing his thing so well and ala has another player dayton draper who is also rising into being a senior he really took advantage of them face guarding tanner uh dayton draper last year he averaged 10 points per game four rebounds four assists two steals he really took advantage of that arizona lutheran academy got a number of easy baskets late to catch up they made some clutch stops and eventually fouled with like 4.9 seconds left Pushridge Christian was up by one. They missed a free throw. ALA got the board. They kicked it out to Dayton. He made a layup at the buzzer for a one-point win. 
It's really, really solid. I know you said you were there for the last couple of possessions. I mean, that was probably a pretty fun game to watch. Yeah, coach, it was great and stuff like that. And like I said, we were out, even though I came for like the last couple of seconds, I saw the beginning of it. You know, the both teams are playing really hard. Uh, you can see that push ridge was gaining an edge. Actually, in the beginning, ALA was actually making a couple of runs and stuff like that. Mm. But as we said, you know, push ridge has athletic guards. The way they attack the rim and stuff like that, and the way they finish too is great. And then, like I said, towards the end, when I was able to watch and stuff like that, it just seemed like push ridge had thought the game was in the bag. Mm. It just felt like that, especially in that transition defense. When when ALA pushed the ball, it was actually a quiet – it was not really contested at all, Cody. It was a wide-open lane. I was very surprised. Yeah, and, I mean, what's interesting, too, is, you know, that they had a great competitive game. That's exactly what you want in the summer. You never want to be, like, blowing teams out all summer you want to get better you want to challenge your kids this is something that coach meyer out of arizona lutheran sent to us he said we focus on being solid on defense and forcing tough shots we're working on playing faster and lots of guys are working hard to run the floor and score early in transition here's some kids that he really wanted to highlight uh, jack schaumberg who he follows us on instagram is phenomenal finishing on the break noah draper which i think is draper's like little brother is a reliable scorer as a sophomore coming up and tanner and dayton just do it all those kids love the game and have already improved a bunch since last year our younger kids are filling roles well so we're having a lot of fun i do like that we believe in our system we share the ball really well and are learning to win close games by making the right plays. so really cool stuff uh, from coach meyer his kids seem to be playing really well i see them being really right there on the verge of that top tier in the two-way. I think they're going to be really competitive this year. Uh, I talked a little bit with Coach uh, Miko from Pushridge on Instagram, just a little bit, and he told me that they were missing some kids in this game, which, again, we talked about this in the summertime. We know that's just kind of how things are. We're missing kids for whatever reason. But two kids that he really highlighted that are doing really well is Ryan Robinson. This kid's a stud, man. He's a tough lefty. He's tough coming off that high ball screen. He does really well in that. Last year, he averaged 13 points per game, three rebounds, two assists as a sophomore. He's going to be really good coming up. And also Jordan Voorhees, who was also a sophomore coming into being his junior year, he averaged seven points per game, three rebounds, three assists. They have both been playing really tough for Coach Miko over at Pushridge. And I think right now, as far as the summer is concerned, they've only lost one game. So these two kids are going to be really tough coming into their junior year. Uh, I'm really excited for that. This is a, a really fun game to cover. Again, shout-outs to you, Coach Meyer. Thanks for sending us some stuff. Really excited to see both of these teams progress through the summer. That was a great summer win for ALA. Who are some of the other teams that you said you got to see at GCU? Uh, like I said, I was actually able to see, like, Odyssey Institute and, and Paige, actually. I saw them two play against each other. Okay. And, as you know, you we discussed Paige a little bit earlier. I think it was like the previous episode and stuff like that. But it seemed like Paige had almost everybody, or they had a lot of new faces. Right. And Paige actually didn't look too bad. You know what I'm saying? You know the Odyssey Institute. Both teams play really hard. You know, Paige has their new head coach and stuff like that, so they're throwing in a new system. They're trying to run the same system as they did last year. It's just different when you okay. don't have your six and Stuart Stanley. You know, right? It's right. totally different. But like I said, dude, Paige is big, was actually fairly big. You know, he's, he's like 6'5, yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty tall kid. I don't know if he's 6'5, because uh we've seen some he's probably around yeah, maybe I'd give him the 6'5, 6'4, you know what I'm saying? But he's girthy and he finishes around the rim, you know, they could be a problem in the 3A. I'm not saying like a top 10, but you never know. Uh they have some pretty quick guards and stuff like that. Alongside Odyssey Institute, they actually had a big, he's probably about like 6'3. 
athletic, strong. He plays really hard, hustles on both ends, gets after on the defensive end. Same with their guards. They actually had two uh, – I don't know their names. wasn't able to catch them, but they had two shifty guards, able to make plays for their team and stuff like that. So I saw those two teams play a little bit. I was actually able to see in the two-way uh, Miami – they look pretty tough, and I know we had them pretty high, I believe, in our way too early preseason for the two We had days. them in there. I know we had them in there for sure. I just don't remember where at exactly. But seeing them over the summer, they seem like – I don't want to say that their whole team, but, like, just about – like, their bench was pretty full, you mm. know. Bench was pretty full. They had some great size, quick guards. So even they're big. Uh, he, he looked about, like, 6'3", maybe 6'4", and stuff like that. Yeah, he was about 6'4". Yeah, and what I was able to see, you know, they were able to take care of business and stuff like that against Joseph City, which is in the 1A. And Joseph City, for those of you that don't know, even though they are a 1A, they're actually not a pretty – they're not actually not a bad team and stuff like that, especially in the 1A. They can, they can actually make some noise. I know they finished number 13th last year. So, who knows, just with the players coming back and the size. They have a kid's probably 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, and he was able to do some work, you know, finishing the paint, guards getting better, feeding the post. So, I was also able to see, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember what team it was. Obviously, you know, we saw Cam Verde. I was able to see Cam Verde play against Pinnacle. And that was, and for those of you who don't know, Pinnacle is a 6A. And for a little bit, you know, Pinnacle was actually able to take the lead with about four minutes left. They were up by like 12 to 15 points, but Cam Verde's resilience on defense. And then they also had that kid, Chino Salazaria, who we talked about before and mentioned. Uh, he played tough. He had 35 against Pinnacle, and they bounced back. Ended up coming off a win with a N1 layup, hitting the free throw to win the game 68-65. to 65. So that was actually a great summer win for Cam Verde. Crack uh, me up when you posted that on Twitter and you're going crazy. You're yelling, that's game. <laughs> oh, I just – I loved it. I know. I went a little bizarre. It was – I mean, it was a good game, like I said, because Pinnacle just overlooked Cam Verde, and it just seemed like they thought, and thought it was in the bag. And then when the kids just kept fighting and clawing and, you know, getting stops and making baskets, you know, it was just great to see, you know, great game. So that was, that was, that was probably one of the highlights, especially but like overall, I think ALA and push was pretty much like the matchup of the weekend. Yeah. It's fun to see small ball teams do really well against bigger schools. You know, even I know push Ridge was able to kind of handle their business against Prescott in the foray, which is really cool. It's great yeah. to see small ball teams just compete really well against higher teams because I really do feel like in the summer is where, you know, a lot of film from these bigger, higher caliber teams is what helps some players get some notoriety from some college coaches. You know, it really helps. Uh, another couple of players to highlight from Camp Verde in that game, Chito Herrera did a great job in that game. He's been playing pretty tough. Do you uh, yeah, I mean, Coach, Chito Herrera, he's been – He's been playing pretty big all this summer and stuff like that. I would say he's averaging about 16 to 18 points a game just from the summer and stuff like that. Okay. Against Pinnacle, he had about 18. He was just cleaning up, grabbing boards when we fed him in the post and stuff like that. He was just finishing all around and stuff like that. He did get hurt in that game, but was able to bounce back and, you know, give some help for our team and finish some tough layups, made the clutch pass to Chino Salsaria for the N1 layup, which pretty much sealed the deal against Pinnacle. So, I mean – He's just been on a tear. He's growing now. He's probably legit 6'5". He's tough, man. He's He's been getting a lot better. Keeps working on his game a little bit, so that's great to see. Yeah, and another guard that I wanted to highlight from Camp Verde that has really improved and is just killing it lately is uh, a guard. He's their, their, He runs their point guard right now. His name is Alex Dale. 
uh, really, really improving a lot from this point in the summer to last point in the summer, even like by the ending of the season last year. I mean, he has improved so much. One of the things, and again, he's not going to blow you away with massive numbers, although he has the ability to really put up some points and do really good. He is doing an amazing job of dribbling with the pace, keeping his eyes up, finding players, making the right choice. One of the biggest ways that he's growing is when he gets into a tough spot, keeping his dribble alive and using his retreat dribble or picking up his dribble and not panicking and being poised and under control. I feel like he's one of the X factors for Camp Birdie moving forward. He's done a great job. It's been a lot of fun to watch him play and progress. Really cool to see how much better he's going to get moving into his senior year. So that'll be cool. Super quick, Coach. Sorry to cut you off, but I totally forgot about this other team I saw in the two-way. It was NFL Yet. How did I forget about them? Okay, gotcha. I was able to see NFL Yet High School. And let me tell you, Coach, in the two-way, I know we didn't put him in our top I 10. feel like that name is like preparing them for the NFL. I, well, I think it's like a school, like, I don't know if it's sponsored or like how it works, but I think it has some affiliation with the NFL. You know, like every um, time I hear that name, I just feel like that school is preparing kids for the NFL. And I'm sure that's probably not true, but that's just what I always think of. Yeah, I was able to say NFL yet play against Peoria High School, which is a 4A, actually a very tough 4A. You know, Peoria High School is in the uh, state championship, I think, I believe two years ago, a year ago. And then this past year, they were going to make a pretty decent run. Um, but like I said, NFL, yeah, they got some guards, athletic guards, should I say. And like I said, um, they played pretty tough. You hit the outside range a little bit. they pretty tough in the inside. Saw them against like Joseph City, uh, Desert Christian, which is a 2A. And they played tough. Yeah, a, a lot of really fun stuff going on over at GCU. Man, you got to see a lot of games, so that's cool. I need yeah, some so good food, man. I'm jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, ton of games, ton of games. And I am from GCU, so lopes up, baby. Hey, GCU's on the rise, man. That's awesome. They played against Iowa in the tournament this past year, and they did pretty good, man. They competed a little bit. <laughs> For a little bit, as in, like, uh, we won't talk really much about it. You know, Iowa was able to take care of their business and stuff like that. <laughs> but the transition to what GCU's heading towards and something towards the future and stuff like that, it's actually heading to the right direction. I think Coach Drew's going to do a great job with the program, him and his staff. You know, they said they were all, they were really nice, you know. For those of you who have probably been to team camps and stuff like that, you don't really see like a the coaching staff really involved as much and stuff like that. You might just see them sitting there for a little bit and then they'll just go wherever. Uh, GCU staff was actually, you know, walking around, talking to coaches, uh, getting the gnome a little bit and stuff like that. So they actually showed really great hospitality. So that was one thing that was really cool to point out in the GCU team camp. That's cool, man. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you got a good time. I'm glad you had some good food. I'm glad you ate some for me too because next time there's a hospitality room, I'm going to make up for the time that I missed. That's for sure. <laughs> we wanted to also talk about the league that's going on over at Camp Birdie. We already talked a little bit about Camp Birdie. What we really wanted to highlight was a specific game in this Monday night league between, and we, you know, we talked about American Leadership Academy, Ironwood, and their league that they have going on. It's stacked. This league is also pretty stacked. It's stacked with a bunch of 4A teams that are pretty solid, man. In this league, you got Camp Verde playing. You've got Northland Prep, which is in the 2A. You got Flagstaff, Coconino, Bradshaw, and then you have Mingus Union. So th there's just some really, really good competitive games going on every single night with a lot of size, a lot of really good players. The, the, the game that I really wanted to highlight was Northland Prep 
playing against Flagstaff. And the reason I wanted to highlight that was because Northern Prep is a 2A playing against a 4A. And, man, Northern Prep competed really good. You talked about Northern Prep a little bit in our last episode or two episodes ago. What were your overall thoughts about Northern Prep as far as just as a squad? Well, first of all, I remember what I said exactly. I just remember the first thing I noticed was their size. They have actually great length for their guards and stuff like that. You can tell they're a very young team. And that's actually a good thing to have. You know, it's kind of sucks because you got to throw those kids into the wolves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's summer ball is a great time, you know, gaining experience and stuff like that. One thing I did notice is just the, they're lacking the fundamentals. They have one kid. I forgot his name. I think you were able to talk to the coach a little bit and get his name. Overall best player, good athlete, great athlete, I should say, and stuff like that. Finish inside, tough. One but- of the best athletes in the 2A. I would put him, I don't know, for sure in the top 10. He's a tough athlete in the two-way. He's two a great a, athlete. Great, great guard, you know what I'm saying? He's not bad. Uh, just the pieces around him, they just need to work on their fundamentals. Like I said, if the coaches, you know, really hone into their craft and the kids actually take this serious, work on the fundamentals, work on dribbling, work on how to finish in the paint, uh, shooting especially, you know, MPA can actually make a pretty decent run if they put in the work, put some sort of motion offense or just some sets just to give the uh, players a look. Right. And a couple of players I wanted to highlight from them because, you know, what you're saying is pretty accurate. I do want to say this. Their coaches are great, man. Great guys. They work great with the kids. They got a great relationship with them. It always seems like that's a common theme with Northland prep teams. The kids are going to get better. They had three kids that I really wanted to highlight. One of them, his name is Lucas. I forgot what his last name is, but it was kind of hard to say. So I'm just going with the first name, but he was a really tall center super long man we played against them and this kid blocked us probably like three or four times and it was every time it was surprising because he's got a really quick jump he's got really good length to him he's really good he's a little bit raw but I mean you even mentioned this Reyes and I agree with you he's getting better even from last Monday to this Monday Uh, he's doing things that that are showing improvement which is really cool so he's their tall center which is good one of their players that I was super impressed with is Colton Anderson he's one of the coach's kids his older brother actually played there a few years ago you remember him he was that lefty that was pretty good well coach believe this or not they have three kids oh I know they got three but I wonder who's gonna be the best out of the three they've I don't know they've all came out of MPA and they're all actually pretty great athletes and stuff yeah they are uh, like you said, you know, the one that graduated about, I think, believe two years ago and stuff like that. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. a sharp shooter with the left. Yeah, he, he was good. His younger brother, he's an incoming freshman. So, I mean, he just finished up his eighth grade year. His name is Colton Anderson. This kid, I was really impressed with how he handled himself, man. I mean, yeah. he's dribbling off the court. He's got pretty good handles. I mean, he's getting pressured by like a junior, senior level guard that's really experienced in Flagstaff. And he's handling himself okay. He's not doing anything amazing, but he's bringing the ball up and he's getting them into their offense, which is, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that at eighth grade. There's a lot of other eighth graders that wouldn't be in that position, you know? So really cool with him. I think as he works on his quickness and he grows into his body a little bit more, develops a shot a little bit more, he's going to be really solid, but I like him. And then you got their athlete, who you were talking about. His name is Malachi Hansen. This kid is tough, man. He's probably about 6'1" maybe maybe six two i don't know this kid is one of the best athletes in the two way i tweeted about him last night when we were sitting watching him play i was actually doing clock for this game and malachi hansen against flagstaff they ended up losing to flagstaff by like 14 or 15 or something 
But these kids competed. Malachi Hansen probably had about 30. He was going off, man. He was shooting from long distance. He was getting to the rim. Uh, he almost dunked it at one point. The kid competes at a really high level. He's great. I mean, the kid just gets after it, man. And as a whole, their team, it's a common staple for them. They play really hard. They're going to be really, really good in their conference, I think, in the 2A as they continue to get better and improve. I think that this this league is going to help them a lot as they continue to play against better competition. That's what the summer's all about, just getting better. It's awesome, man. And, you know, it's just great for – I mean, as a coach, I know that at times it can be frustrating when your team – loses a close game or loses a competitive game against another team in the summer league but you have to remember too especially when it's a bigger school you're challenging your kids in the summer really is about having fun being with your kids making sure they're getting better and challenging them you know it's not about winning every single game you know if you can do that and still get better that's awesome but you got to have all those things all together and that's going to help it a lot so one thing to point out i know we keep saying you know it's summer ball teams are missing kids and stuff like that but then there's the exception with some programs who like those kids are just pretty much one sport athletes and we know a couple programs like that even in our league and stuff like that that require you to have two days for weights and practice and to be there on time and great run great run programs so when you play against a team that we like i'm talking about the exception you know, feel good about that because those teams are actually working really hard and they have everybody there usually. A lot of really fun games going on. Really excited about this next week. We're going to be hanging out over at Payson's tournament this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. So be ready for some coverage on that. Might have a couple other bonus episodes for you guys coming up. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. If you want to be a part of the action, you can find us on Facebook. For players, you can check us out on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at AZ. Don't forget to hop on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Leave us a rating. Be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We appreciate you guys. 